strong more than say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Today I'll be sharing with you a subject that I've entitled The Law of Expectation. Amen and amen. The law of expectation. Alright. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter number 23 and verse 18, it says, For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. For surely there is a hereafter. I love it in the KJV. It says, For surely there is an end. Surely there is an end result. And this is what many of us are desiring. We are desiring an end result. We are desiring a completion. And the Bible says, Surely there is an end. And then it says, Thine expectation shall not be cut off. It simply means, inasmuch as their desired end results, for each and every one of us, the Bible tells us that there is a certain place that our expectation will not be disappointed. There is a certain place that our expectation will not be cut off. It simply means if our expectation is not cut off, then we shall surely get to see the end. Amen and amen. But today I came to share with you under the law of expectation to show you something because it's very easy for you and I to say my expectation will never be cut off. It's very easy for you and I to declare and even just believe that whatever end you envision is the particular end that you're actually going to go through. And sometimes because we may not fully get to understand the comprehensive and authoritative guidance in the scriptures, it's easy for many of us to be frustrated Why? Because genuinely some of us may have certain expectations over certain things. But somehow when we look at our lives or when we look at the end result of what we are actually expecting, it seems like our expectation has been cut off. Amen and amen. Yes, they do teach us and they've told us that expectation is the mother of manifestation. But sometimes manifestation does not always happen because expectation has been introduced. And this is why we need to understand the law of expectation. Listen, results don't just happen. 
There are certain laws that govern results. When you, fall, when you throw something in the air and it falls to the ground, it just doesn't happen. Listen, I was going to ask you guys to throw your phones in the air, and <laughs> but maybe not a phone. But if you had maybe a pen or a lead or something, you observe something. You can throw that lead in the air and then if you expect that lead to come down, it will definitely come down. But it's really not because of your expectation. The lead will not fall down because of your expectation. The lead will fall down because there's a law governing. Amen and amen. So if we try to change your expectation and say throw the lead up, and expect it not to come down. Your expectation will be frustrated. Amen and amen. I'm trying to show somebody here today that when the Bible tells us that there is an end, when the Bible tells us that there is an end result, and that the expectation of the righteous should not, will not be cut off, it simply means the expectation that the righteous should actually have is actually regulated according to certain laws. And if that expectation is outside of certain laws, it will be cut off. Let's read in Proverbs now, chapter number 10 and verse 28. Proverbs 10 and verse 28. The Bible says, The hope of the righteous shall be gladness. The expectation of the righteous shall be gladness. But it says, But the expectation of the wicked shall perish. It simply means, You are not the only one that expects things. Even the wicked expect things. And then the Bible tells us the expectation of the wicked shall perish. Huh. What does that mean? What is that, what is that to show us? Now, I, I want to ask something. Does it mean everything that the wicked expects perishes? No. Then, there are few questions that we need to answer. Where are you expecting from? Who is sponsoring the results? Because if you are expecting something or you are expecting a, uh, a particular thing, then there is a sponsor that you are looking towards to actually give out that result. Amen. So who do you see and rather uh, look at as somebody as the, as the sponsor of result? That... When you answer correctly, you will be helped accordingly. And I want us to see something, especially with regards to prayer, that can help us because usually our expectation is best, you know, practiced on the platform of prayer. That's where many of you are, have a lot of expectations. On that very platform of prayer. Now, in Matthew 7 and verse 6 to 7, the Bible shows us something interesting. The Bible says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Matthew 7 verse 7. 
Yeah. The Bible says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. If you observe the way this scripture is being laid out, it's like it's it's showing it's it's giving you a certain assurance. Ask, it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Now the next verse is what is most scary. <laughs> verse eight. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now if the Bible is saying this, let's answer a few questions. How is it that last time you prayed and asked for something, it didn't happen? (laughs) How is it that last time you sought after something on the platform of prayer, perhaps you even fasted, but it didn't happen? And how is it that perhaps there are some times where you felt like you knocked on the doors of heaven but no one answered. But it seems like the Bible is telling us ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find a knock and the door shall be opened. It's like it's telling us the expectation. That expectation that we have. It will always be there. But saints of God in as much as we are seeing this We've got to understand that there are certain guidances, certain guidelines that are given in certain boundaries and parameters. I'll give you an example. Here when it's writing, for everyone who asks receives, everyone who, no- who, who, who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks opens, he's not talking to everyone. The everyone is those who are within God. It's not talking to everyone. Because if you are outside of God, and then you ask, who will you ask? (laughs) Or, if you are a negative spirit, and you want to apply this verse, who will you pray to? So this scripture is talking about those within the, in, the confines of God. So if you are under, or if there is a message that is written to you in the confines of God, then any answer you walk in should be according to the law of God. Hallelujah. And that's why now we begin to see specifics, especially with regards to the platform of prayer. The, the, the Bible shows us how there, is, there are certain directions that are given to us. And number one, uh, one, of, one, one, of, one of the directions that is given to us is in John uh, 15. John 15 should be verse, maybe verse 4. Where it says, if my word abides in you. Verse 7. Ah. <laughs> the Bible says, If you abide 
in me this is jesus speaking if you are in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you remember there was guidance in asking whoever you ask whoever asks receives whoever seeks knocks whoever oh, i mean whoever seeks finds and whoever knocks the door shall be <laughs> open unto them but now we are seeing the laws that are attached to asking and one of the laws you see is that god needs to abide in you if you abide in or it says if you abide in me it simply means if you want god to answer you you should be in him you should be born again not only that it says and my words should abide in you it simply means before we learn how to ask we should know his words because by the time we ask the bible actually tells us that we bring out what has really overflowed in us from the abundance of the what of the what the heart what speaks the mouth so are you say, listen listen so look at what jesus is doing he's saying you ask whatever you want to ask whatever you ask it shall be done whatever you seek you shall find when you knock it shall be open then he tells you um oh before you ask wait um you need to be in me first then uh, wait 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 i know you're about to ask let my words dwell in you then the abundance of god's word will be in you and when the abundance of god's word will be in you guess what the abundance of his word will mold your desires and will affect your speaking <sighs> listen 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 this is the law before before you do the asking before your mouth speaketh there has to be a deposit but first of all he tells you be in me what does it mean be born again that's why listen no child ever opens their mouth to say something that they've manufactured themselves <laughs> whatever you hear joy say today she either learned it from her or me meaning our words abided in her before she spoke hello ah these are rules now eh? so in the same way if we say the expectation of the righteous will not be cut off listen <laughs> the word first must abide in you mod your desires it will mod your expectations then as long as it is according to the light of the scriptures you will ask and what will happen it will happen to you the bible says this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything 
Is that in John uh, 5? 14? Yeah. John 5, 14. Is it John 5? 1st John. 1st John. Do you see this? Now you see a deeper revelation in, 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 in the aspect of asking. It says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything, oh oh, it doesn't end there now. It now says, according to His will, He hears us. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Listen. I came to address arenas of frustrations in people's lives. We have so many believers that are frustrated on the platform of prayer. We have so many believers that are frustrated even in their Christian walk. And they are frustrated because they believe anything they expect. As long as they present it to God... He will answer. Anything they expect, as long as they present it to God, He will deliver. But the Bible shows us that God is faithful to deliver, yet according to the boundaries of His word. Heaven is not committed to answer anything outside the word of God. Heaven is not committed. So what, what is making believers frustrated? Their expectations are usually outside God's word. Their expectations are usually outside of what God has said. And they can confidently say, I, they can confidently say, I believed it. They can confidently say, but I prayed, I believed. How many have ever reached that place? I believed, I prayed. Ah. You know why it didn't work? Anything that you believe out of, outside of God's word is not faith. You only get your results when faith has been produced. The Bible says through faith the elders obtained a good result. Without faith it is impossible to please what? To please God. So faith is only produced is or rather faith is sourced from the word of God. So if you believed in something yet it is outside of the word of God that is not faith. You believed but it's not faith. How do we know it's not faith? Because the scripture was clear. Faith comes by hearing. Oh no, not just hearing. But hearing the word of God. That's how faith comes. So it's only sourced from the word. Hi. So here now are frustrations that come from a place of... Uh, 
believe in things that is outside you know the word of god oh by the way <laughs> you're not the only one who believes even demons believe that's what the bible says uh, the bible says they tremble they believe and they tremble but they don't have faith in god they believe so now you need to see that faith you need to see that it is a little bit wrong for us to say faith is mere belief if faith comes from the word of God then faith is not mere belief it's not mere belief and if other people have you noticed even other people believe in their other gods but because we know faith is sourced from the word of God what other people believe in their other gods will not call it faith will call it belief amen and amen so our expectation will only not be cut off if you and I understand know and accept the will of God which is the word I want to get, give you some practical examples. Some people expect from God what he has not promised in his word. Someone can pray. Father, nothing is impossible for you. Is that true? Yes. They are even using scripture. Nothing is impossible with you. You know I love that girl. You know I love that person. But unfortunately, she's married. Father, arise. Let your enemies scatter. I declare a 40-day fast. Did the person pray? Yes. But they prayed according to something that is outside of God's word so their expectation will be cut off they are expecting from God what God did not promise God did not promise you somebody's spouse hello he didn't promise you somebody's spouse in those days you shall ask me Listen. This simply means if you are a child of God and you've got a vast experience of many unanswered prayers, keep quiet first. Go and study the Bible. Because the studying and the entrance of God's word will bring light and understanding to the simple. It will mold your desires. And then later on you will say, Father, I am sorry. I asked, give me, give me, give me. Now I understand. My prayer should be, use me, use me, use me. I was after your hand, not your heart. The Bible says 
he saw and he said in his heart I shall rise above the most high him he was seen a king or rather he was seen a seat instead of seeing a king he was seen a throne instead of focusing on the most high sometimes listen you see the bible has got interest in it it's, it's got it's got full counsel for what we're supposed to do it, it really has counsel like for example do you know that the bible ha- does not have kind words for laziness it actually says do not reward the lazy one it categorizes the, the person that was lazy uh, the bible tells us there was a remark that was made of him the one who was lazy with the talents the bible says he was called a wicked person imagine the bible describes lazy people as wicked <laughs> it simply means there's a certain expectation for, for, for people to work isn't that so for people to do certain things so here you are you decide to be lazy and you're in school and then you say because I have sacrificed to come for midweek service I will not study but the most high God will write the paper for you for me in Jesus name I pray Amen I believe it nothing is hard for God since when did God come from heaven to write your, your exams you're not going to see that result why are you not going to see that result it's because you're expecting something outside the boundary of scripture already you think that's faith but the bible taught you to labor your labor is studying so how can you have faith and not study i thought faith without works is dead Eh? so I, I just came to ch- challenge somebody today I came to challenge you in such a way that let us begin to observe our expectations as believers As we begin to observe our expectations, let us ensure that our expectations are according to what the Bible says. Otherwise, if our expectations are not according to what the Bible says, we will end up getting frustrated in our Christianity. I've given you already an example. Here is somebody thinking, no, I can get somebody's husband by praying. Or here is somebody thinking, if I, if I, let me not study. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. There's someone who once came to me. She was right in her grade 12. And she said, ah, I went to a prophet and the prophet told me I'll get six points. Not all. Oh. Yeah, uh, he told me I'll get six points. So what are you doing? I'm just waiting. I'm excited to get six points. And I said, you should come and testify. 
<laughs> you should come and testify. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, they were slow to catch what I was really saying. So the person came and said, Ah, my results have come out. I said, what did you get? And she said, I got 26 points. I said, ah, is it that the prophet did not see the two before the six? Or, <laughs> or you added it yourself? And I said, always labor in your expectations. Always ensure that your expectations are not outside the boundaries of scripture. If God says, I'll provide for you, God does not mean he's saying, be lazy. If God says, I'll do it for you, God doesn't, say, doesn't mean leave it. Have you noticed God will say, I have given this army over to you. I have defeated it in victory. But they still have to show up for battle. <laughs> you still have to show up. You've defeated. You can't say no because the Lord has said, I've defeated, so let me sit down. No. He still says, go. Show up for battle. Amen and amen. It will save us very, very greatly if we can correctly manage our expectations and ensure that our expectations are really sourced from a place where the word of God is so full of us and then we can get to make petitions. Otherwise, you will be tired being jealous of Azariah and then you say, Father, if you love me, take her away from this earth. You will be tired making such prayers. They will not work. How many of you have declared die by thunder to people who stole your money? And of those people that stole your money and you made that declaration, how many did you bury? Zero. So at the end of the day, you end up wasting your time. And it is only good that God only answers according to his word. If he was committed to answer every prayer, you would not be here today. <laughs> we will not be here today. Meanwhile, even her, she will pray. While we are praying that, her, she will pray. I pray for all my enemies to die. By the time you say amen, you are also gone. <laughs> because you've become her enemy. So thank God that he doesn't answer all prayer. He answers everything according to his word. Hallelujah. So speak the language of God's word. Do not bombard or knock on the doors of heaven 
with loud knocks of ignorance kum 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 give me that wife i want her give me a third wife a second wife another one dear lord answer me answer me you said where two or three are gathered it didn't say where two or three are married Yes. And not everything that you see in scripture is the direction of the Lord. There are promises in scriptures, there are there are principles in scriptures, there are prophecies, and there are also examples for you to learn. For example, there is a reason why it is showing you that Solomon married many wives. And it doesn't end there. It shows you his end. So that you can learn and say, if you want to use that route, you know the way Solomon ended. Use it. Hallelujah. So mold your expectations. So that you do not become frustrated like people like Jonah. Who goes to preach the word somewhere and he has an expectation that after I preach ulongwazaba paya and you can even be tempted to announce death hmm? I have preached to you anyway you are dying all of you if I be a prophet by this time tomorrow ah and you see the lord has forgiven people and Jonah is upset because God has forgiven his people. And he's like, I knew it. Why did you even send me here? Unfortunately, we don't know how John even ended. We just know what he lost out and what's the point to keep writing about him. Chapter 4, Yasira no Sira Colin. So please can we have proper expectations proper proper expectations let them be genuine let them be spirit led let them be according to scripture if somebody tells you get water pour it over your head and your sins will be cleansed run away water will not cleanse your sins. Amen and amen. Even Balak hired a prophet, Balaam, says, curse Israel. <laughs> Imagine he hired a prophet. He says, I want you to go and curse Israel. So Balaam goes, pa, pa, pa. And then when Balaam starts speaking, Balak is expecting Balaam to curse. But Balaam starts declaring, there shall not be any incantations or any enchantment against Israel or the house of Jacob. I paid you. I expected you to do the work. Listen, there are expectations that will be cut off. If we expect things outside the scriptures. 
That's why I understand the f- one of the first things Paul writes to the church at Colossus is that now that you are born again, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Honestly, if I were to ask you a question, what is the measure of God's word in you? Rich? Semi-rich? Acceptable? Or poor? That's scary. Because even me, I'm like, eh. And you know, I'm even tempted to say, (laughs) me, I don't even think it's rich. Then you'll be like, if pastor says it's not rich in the word, what about us? (laughs) But let it dwell in you richly. As you do that, you are going to make prayers and enjoy the platform of prayer very, very well. You make prayers like Jesus who said, Father, I thank you in front of people. Lazarus is dead. And he says, I thank you because you always hear me. Do you know why Jesus says, I thank you because you always hear me? Because he once confessed that I seek not my will, but the will of the Father. So when he says, I know you always hear me, he knows whatever he's asking is according to the will of the Father. Let's rise to our feet.